Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer. We hope it's your favorite film podcast. It's my, actually, I don't know if it's, it might, it probably is my favorite. It's definitely the one I listen to the most. Why wouldn't it be my, I mean, the real talk, outside of this one, the real talk podcast is goaded. I don't know. Um, oh, and uh, you would actually really like this, Evan. They haven't asked us to do this, but I'm just going to shout them out binge mode so the ringer who is like a a news production company they run on they have a bunch of different broadcasts like bill simmons and uh the rewatchables and binge mode it's something they don't do anymore but they did like four seasons of and they would basically like find a fandom and go through everything in that fandom and do episodes on it so that's cool the first one that I listened to is they did Harry Potter and each episode was them going through like two or three chapters of a book and they started at the beginning and then they do an episode for the movie and then like five or six episodes for the book and then they did like the MCU so they did an episode for every movie and they just talk about it and they're like super passionate Mallory Rubin and Jason I can't remember his last name um, but they're like super passionate and super knowledgeable and they did That's Game sick. of Thrones too. It's very cool. I would highly recommend it. Um, Let's check that out. Yeah, very good. Uh, but yeah, we are here today. Um, it's Friday, so we're going to be starting our Chris Nolan um, reviews today. Um, doing some movie news, doing some what we've been watching recently. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, Evan, how are we doing this week? I'm doing good. Busy. Like, work has just been crazy still. Yeah. My boss told me that she saw one of my TikToks on her For You page, which was, like, kind of weird, but also kind of wholesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just been chilling, watching some movies, playing some video games. Did Final uh, Fantasy Seven come out? The, the demo came out. I haven't played it yet, though. I was going to play it, and then uh, I ended up, I don't know, watching fucking Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> I really I'm, procrastinated on uh <laughs> I'm currently dying. <laughs> I don't know how to swallow. <coughs> oh, I should probably cut that out. We'll see. That might be kinda yeah. funny to leave in. Um yeah, I really left the Christopher Nolan too long. <sighs> So I watched all of them yesterday. Hey, man, that's a W. Christopher Nolan is a very bingeable yeah, he is. director. It's not like fucking Kubrick where you need to, like, take a brain break after every movie. Yeah. Um, Kubrick's movies all have super different vibes, too. And, like, Nolan, yeah. you kind of know what you're getting with Nolan. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love him. I, I think okay. Nolan's definitely on my top ten favorite directors. And I think he is going to rise on this watch through. I think he's number three for me. Yeah. Tarantino, I think it, well, he is number one and I think he will always stay number mm-hmm. one for me. Um, but yeah, I've had a good week. Watched some films. Um, apparently I don't know how to drink coffee. Uh, but yeah, I've had a good week. Watched some, I already said that. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. My life isn't very exciting, so. Uh, yeah uh i went to dinner with my mom last night that's about the most exciting my day my week got you know um 
Yeah. We went to Red Robin. That's a burger place, right? What? Do you guys not have Red Robin in Canada? No. What is it? Oh, dude, it fucks. It's burgers. Yeah. It's never, like, amazing, you know? But, like, it's consistent. Like, Mm -hmm. every time I go, I get the same thing. That's just what I do is I get the same. I find something I like at a restaurant, and I get the same thing every time. Um and I get the I've gotten the same thing for the past six years, and every single time it is pretty good, you know. Hell yeah, that's like Subway. Nah, I hate Subway. Oh. Me and my girlfriend you... are going to get sushi tonight, and I'm very excited about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you guys have <laughs> you and uh... Normie? You don't like sushi? <laughs> no, I just don't eat fish. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, do you guys have Jersey Mike's up there? Nope. Fuck, dude. We have Subway, I mean, Subway and uh, Quiznos. Fucking Quiznos? I haven't seen a Quiznos in years, man. Yeah, me either. Now, when, you, when, you come, when you come down here to visit me, I'll take you to Jersey Mike's and you'll know what a real sub is. Yeah, I've heard. Dude, unbelievable. It's, oh, those are so good. Um, but yeah, let's get into it with some movie news today. Uh, they, this wasn't like a huge week, but there's definitely some stuff worth talking yeah, about. We got a bunch um, of Disney uh, updates. Yeah, who gives a 20, fuck? They they're driving their company Inside into the ground. Um, Inside Out two and Moana two. I mean, I love Inside Out, but I think it does. I mean, just leave it. Let it be good. Yeah, exactly. I think Moana is very overrated. I like the movie. I think the music in Moana is some of my least favorite Disney songs. Oh, Zootopia 2. I haven't seen the first one. I've heard it's good. It's uh, all right. Then 2026, um, Frozen 3. Who gives a fuck? Toy Story 5, cancel it. Yeah. They shouldn't uh, have even done Toy Story 4. Yeah. The third one was such a good send-off. Oh, it's so good. We got uh, Mandalorian and Grogu releasing in 2026. Star Wars. Oh, I did see that. Ending. I did yeah. see that. Speaking of Disney, we got a crazy uh, investment. I need to pull up the number. Disney invested in Epic Games. Did you see about this? Yeah, dude. And as a Fortnite player, this is very exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Lots of cool, like, collab. See, I think that's what... I think that's... I, I think that's the reason people hate the reason that people hate on Fortnite is the reason I love so I love it so much is because you get all these fucking collabs. So I can be running around as Peter Griffin and then get double teamed by like a guy from Naruto and Captain America. It's the most random and stupid shit, but it's so fun. I used to go really hard on Fortnite and then I got really bad at video games. Yeah. Skills just dropped off. Yeah, that happens. Speaking of video games, I've been replaying uh, Halo. Like I'm, I have the Master Chief Collection, yeah. and I'm replaying through like like okay, I'm gonna pl- replay through all of them at like heroic level, so oh, right yeah. above normal. Uh, yeah. Fuck, those games are fun. Dude, they're so. Oh fun. my god! I played. So I was a PlayStation kid. I never had an yeah. Xbox, so I played Halo for the first time in 2021 with my boy, who's a diehard yeah. Halo fan. Like diehard halo fan they're Um, such good games dude it was crazy (sighs) like the library level in halo 1 we played on legendary it was fucking insane and then we played halo 2 it's one of my favorite games of all time halo 2's campaign is unbelievable it's so good 
Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so ready to be Master Chief. And he was like, no, you're the Arbiter, bro. Go fuck yourself. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I fell in uh, love with the goat. Yeah, Cortana. Oh. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, it sounds like Madam Web has destroyed Dakota's Johnson, Dakota Johnson's faith in life. Uh, <laughs> no surprise there. That movie's going to be utter shit. I kind of want to go. I'm not going to lie. I If I see Mutuals like averaging like a three, three and a half star, I'll go There's see no it. There's no way. But, that movie is going to speed run to streaming services. I bet oh, under sure. a month. Under a month. Yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler are making a vampire movie having undead plus 1930s setting plus anime influences. It's pretty cool. That sounds dope. I'm down. For Vail, I'm in. For Vail Station is peak. Um, yeah. Well, and Ryan Coogler did uh, Black Panther, too. Right? That was Ryan Coogler. He did, but I don't really like Black Panther. <laughs> I I mean, it's all right. People, I mean, its cultural influence was yeah. crazy. But, like, just as a movie, I mean, what did I give that? Three and a half stars. So it's a, it's, what? The CGI is just awful. Oh, my biggest problem with it was Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger. Oh. I thought he was so boring. Hmm. But again, we were talking about this the other day in the Real Talk Discord. Uh, Black Panther has some of the coldest line deliveries in the MCU. Um, like the whole, and as you can see, I am not dead, yeah. is just so good. And then I, I tried to message it, but nobody reacted to it. The line in Civil War, it's like oh, yeah. post, like they're going to the, uh, they're going to the facility in Germany. And they're sitting in the car, and um, Black Panther is like telling Captain America about like what the Black Panther means to his culture, and um, and he's talking about, and you killed my father, so now I am king. So I ask you, as both warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? Ugh. Ah, God, it's so cold. I need to watch it again. I was debating God, watching War. it, and then I Civil ended up watching. Uh, I don't even remember. Civil War is so peak, dude. Oh, oh it's so good. I saw oh. it in theaters, and it was... It's like the decline, start of the decline for me. Wow, that's crazy to me. But that I need to see crazy. it. I've only seen it once. It's it's just... Oh, God, that movie's so perfect. Um, We got a trailer for Knuckles, the TV show. Yeah, it looks stupid. I haven't seen the Sonic movies. Yeah, Alex me neither. So super hard. Yeah. Um. We got a trailer for uh, Quiet Place Day One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it look definitely looks interesting. Um. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'd be cool. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, we got a little bit of that in a Quiet Place Two. With and it was like awesome. Killian Murphy's character, and yeah, that was like the best part of the movie. So yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, it's a cool universe, mm -hmm. and the guy directing it, I trust. He did. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. He did Pig with Nicolas Cage, right? So and that movie was excellent. Um, yeah, really, really movie. good. Uh, shout out Portland, my hometown. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that should be sick. 
Um, did you see this uh, Christopher Nolan thing with uh, Stephen Colbert? And where he said like he's not going to be mean, answering any more fan theories or whatever. No, this is what he said. I have no guilt about watching the Fast and Furious movies. I watch those movies all the time. I love them. You don't need to watch them all in one sitting. It's only the last few where a specific arc of mythologies develop. I would start with Tokyo Drift. Dude, what a dude, chat. Dude is just a fucking beast. Like I dude We love him so much. Oh like I don't I don't I don't like the Fast and Furious movies for I me do. personally. But like the respect to have someone as big as Christopher Nolan who yeah. has to come out and say, I like Fast and Furious. I respect that, man. Yeah, that's such a W. Ugh. Um, um we got a teaser for Cuckoo, new horror movie from Neon. Neon oh, I did see that. That looks interesting. With, and Hunter Schaefer's in it. Love Hunter Schaefer. Yeah. She's a great actress. Uh, and Dan yeah. Stevens fucking goaded. Uh, yeah, Dan Stevens is the goat. That is true. Um, Ooh. We also, the Spike Lee and uh, yeah. <clears throat> directing or remaking a Akira Kurosawa uh high and low high and low that's it with who is it who we were just denzel. talking about it denzel Here uh, about this ago. yeah sorry i'm my brain is somewhere else today uh no i mean we've seen what spike lee does with remaking foreign films uh no yeah Please. leave akira kurosawa in peace jesus christ yeah. spike lee um Oh, what's this? Evil Dead spinoff director reveals hopeful release window. The new Evil Dead spinoff gets a hopeful release window from director Sebastian Venisek, and it's perfect for the horror franchise's return. I didn't know about this. Me either. Sounds sick. Love Evil Dead. Any Yeah, literally anything that's related to Evil Dead, I'm in. I Evil do. Evil Dead is, without a doubt, the most consistent horror franchise of all time. 1000 percent there's no bad evil dead movies except i think scream could contend with it yeah scream um, scream <clears throat> i think is the second best but scream yeah. 3 is kind of mid see it's mid but it's also not bad i still enjoy yeah. watching it you know um here here's a hot take well obviously the first scream movie is the best one but yes. scream 4 the second best i'm so glad that I'm on this podcast because yes, Scream Four is fucking amazing. I dude, love it's so peak. It's and, so fun. Oh my god, it's my third okay. favorite. I like Scream Two a bit more. Story time. So I saw. Well, obviously, I had seen the first Scream movie. It's one of the greatest horror movies ever made. And Wes Wes Craven completely flipped, flipped the genre of the slasher on its head and did so many revolutionary things with that film. It's God. That film's unbelievable. Um, I think that should be considered one of the greatest movies of all time, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I, 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 so I had only seen Scream, and then like right when I got out of rehab, the newest one came out. I think it's Six. Scream Six had come out, and my brother-in-law was like, "Hey, you want to go see this?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, sounds good." And oh, so I hadn't seen any in the middle, and they reveal all the killers. So yeah, then last October, I was like, oh, I might as well finish all the Scream movies. So I go through and watch them, and all of them I know who the killer is, right? But yeah. I get to Scream 4, and for the life of me, I can't remember who the killer is. Oh, so yeah. 
I went into it. That's the only one I went into not knowing who the killer was. And it made it so much more. And Emma oh, Roberts just cooks yeah. in that. And, and uh, you had uh, Hayden Panettiere Kirby because she's in Scream so... 6, too. Yeah. Yeah. Love her. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, mm. Scream 4. We'll have to do a Scream, a scream watch through for October. We'll do it for our. We'll do. I don't know if we'll do Hooptober again. Maybe I'll feel better once we get closer. I still have PTSD. Yeah. I've never done uh, it. <laughs> well, it's it's like it's fun to do watch a ha- like a horror movie every yeah. day. It's not fun to have to record an episode every day. We we were talking about this in the Real Talk Discord yesterday. Uh, yeah, my October was some of the most cursed shit. I don't know if you've seen this. Well, you did, like, a bunch of franchises. I did. So I did all of the Saw movies, all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, all of the Halloween movies, all of the Friday the 13th movies, all the Hellraiser movies, like, half the Texas Chainsaw movies, all the Scream movies. uh, Have you seen uh, Poltergeist, speaking of Toby Hooper? Yeah, Poltergeist is a top five horror movie for me. That's a massive W. I think it's, it's, it's so, so good. good. It, that movie wastes no time fucking around. The kids are like, there's a ghost, and the parents God, are like, this is let's why, fucking do it. This is why I love you, Evan. This yeah. is why I love you. you dude, oh, God, dude. So and and I, Toby Hooper's directing and Steven Spielberg's writing oh shouldn't go well together, but they go well. They go, they go, they go together so well. So well. I love Poltergeist. Craig T. Nelson is goaded. Yeah. Oh God! Thank you. I feel yeah, like I've I always overloved that movie. It's so I good. To, I need to watch it again, dude. It's so peak. Um, it really is. It's kind of a tragic story with like Poltergeist too, though, because like the little girl died right after they made it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's depressing. Yeah, very sad. Um, um, yeah, and so I want to read you a day, a couple days I had. Um, yeah. It on. Oh, this was a bad day. I think there was more. I'm, uh... On October 11th, I watched Queen of the Trap House 2, Taking the Throne, Hellraiser Inferno, Hellraiser Hellseeker, Hellraiser Debtor, Hellraiser Hellworld, Hellraiser Judgment, and then Fear Street 1994. <laughs> and ah. Hellraiser, uh, Inferno, Hellseeker, Debtor, and Judgment are half stars. So that's four hel- f- half stars in a row, and then a two star. Yeah. Um, and then on October 5th, I watched Halloween 4, 5, 6, uh, Season of the Witch, and then H2O, Halloween Resurrection, of- and then Wrong Turn, and, and Human Centipede 2 in one day. Season of the Witch is peak. I hate that movie. I fucking... Uh, I don't... I hate the Halloween movies. They're so overrated. That's fine. Um, but Fear Street, another solid horror franchise. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm excited for another one. Those the second were, one was, I loved. Yeah, the second one's awesome. It was such a great marketing campaign too. Like, you mm-hmm. get a movie a week, and it's all a tied storyline. Like, oh, I want Netflix to do that again because yeah. it was so hype. Like um, every Friday, you're just gearing up. Yeah. One last thing I want to touch on. Uh, we heard the most goaded story this week. Uh, Christopher Nolan talked in an interview about the first person he showed. Oppenheimer 2 uh, was the goat himself, which we need to include him on the next like director deep five voting ballot. Yeah, I can't believe you forgot um, him. Steven Spielberg. Christopher Nolan talks about showing Oppenheimer to Steven Spielberg. 
Uh, it was like the first time he had screened it for anyone. And Christopher Nolan was said he sat behind Steven Spielberg and watched him watch it. And he said it's one of the coolest experiences of the... I mean, that... Holy cow, shit. man. That's king shit, dude. Steven Spielberg seems like such a nice guy, too. Yeah. Like, he just seems like a pretty laid back. I like watching videos of him and John Williams. They're like best mm-hmm. friends, and it's really funny. They're real cute. Uh, Hell yeah. But yeah, do you want to get into it? Yeah, today? one last thing I want to talk on. For uh, sure. The Oscars is introducing a new category next year Best Casting. Who, okay. Who wins best casting from last yeah. year? Yeah. So it's it's tough because we don't know the criteria. Is it like best casting or best ensemble? Because like the best casting choices could go to a lot of things. It could like go to the holdovers. Insane casting. You casted a child that never acted before and he put out an all-timer performance. But best ensemble yeah. is Oppenheimer runs away with that. Sprinting. What? Not Asteroid City? I forgot about that movie. I don't really like it. Oh, Asteroid yeah, City's pretty good too. The cast is fucking sick. Yeah, the cast dude. is crazy. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's also I a think good show. if we're just going on most stacked cast, I think it's Asteroid City. You got Let me just read some of these for you. Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Leah Schreiber, Hope Davis, Steve Park, Rupert Freend. Uh, Maya Hawk, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Tony Revolori, um, Sophia Lillis. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah, it's insane how stacked that cast is. Um, but yeah, I think that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it particularly. Yeah. But it's definitely. Sorry, I just like covered up my camera. I'm trying to wipe no. off my computer screen. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, we need a best stunts category ASAP. Um, also, quick shout out, hashtag fuck David Zaslav for shelving the Coyote versus Acme movie. God, that's so dumb. Hasn't even watched it, and he's shelving it. $75 million yeah. movie. And who doesn't love Looney Tunes, bro? I, Fucking peak. Yeah, that's oh my true. God, I love Looney Tunes. Uh, also, one last thing, and then we'll get into our reviews for the day. <laughs> uh, Lisa Frankenstein. Getting pretty oh, good reviews. Yeah, it is. I'm like super happy about that. I remember seeing the trailer and people were like, God, this looks fo- so fucking stupid. And I'm like, honestly, it looks like kind of a blast. And I'm glad it's getting good reviews. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, and yeah. I, lo- I mean, I love Catherine Newton. I love Cole Sprouse. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely I'm looking forward to this for sure. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, dude. Did you see Thomas Vinterberg, another rounds director? What he oh, said. Oh God, dude, that oh, was so, God, so fucking what a funny. Chad. For what those a... of you who don't know, the director of another round said, "If it's shit, he's gonna get slapped again." That is that, so fucking. Funny. And that is in reference to Chris Rock, who is directing a remake of Thomas Vinterberg's Another Round. Oh my God. Uh God, what a Chad. That's what so a Chad, funny. bro. All right. Let's Should we get into about, it? Yeah, let's talk about the following. All right. Well, first of or all, following. Yeah, today, it, it, we are starting a new series or a new director deep dive. You asked for it, and we're delivering. Uh, yeah, with uh, you guys voted for him, or at least one person did, and just sat there and 
voted for him as many times as they could, uh, which I still don't know who it was. I think it might have been <laughs> Alan. I don't know. Um, today, I mean, the next five weeks, I believe it is, we will be reviewing the films of Christopher Edward Nolan. Um, Chris Nolan is, uh, without a doubt, one of the best working directors today. He has single-handedly changed the movie industry and has pushed boundaries with his filmmaking, um, his stance on not using CGI in any of his films, uh, relying solely on visual and practical effects. Uh, he his vil- his films are not only visually stunning; they are also extremely well casted. And some of them are extremely well written. We'll talk about one of those today. Um, and he he's really just changed the movie industry. Though the deeper you get into his filmography, the more you realize that he truly just doesn't miss. Except, I don't know. I'm going to stop with the Inception slander until I rewatch it. Thank you. Uh, it's good. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, he truly he he doesn't miss. Um, and he's very, he, he's very true to himself, even when he like went more mainstream and started the Dark Knight trilogy, it was still very, it wasn't a superhero movie. It was a Nolan movie. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We will bring in on, uh, cash from the film scoop pod uh for that episode which i'm looking forward to it, it that's gonna be like a four hour episode dude i swear we're gonna glaze the dark Knight rises holy shit you guys are not God, ready for that... it. if oscar's listening to this episode that episode he's gonna jump off a bridge yeah dude uh sorry oscar we still want you to come on tron is peak um we should do a tron episode with me you and oscar that'd be crazy oh, Tron's um, so good. oh it's peak dude that movie makes me erect um what sorry mom um uh yeah so we are excited to dive we know a lot of people have done director deep dives into nolan's filmography but we're gonna try to make this as original as we can in the way we analyze his films uh yeah i mean we're looking really i'm looking forward to it there is i still haven't seen dunkirk or tenant so i'm looking forward to reviewing both of those yeah i actually Um, finished nolan's filmography yesterday with following and insomnia insomnia was the first watch too oh yeah okay so now it's done yeah and we will keep our rankings from week to week uh and so today our rankings will just include following insomnia and memento um but yeah we're i mean we're looking forward to it um i was thinking evan um we kind of go into these first three um as if we're not acknowledging any pieces of work like we're going like we part of it we look at it as we are film lovers we are film analyzers in 1998 and the fall or following has just come out and let's do that for a couple minutes and then we can because there's a lot that you see in this film um that alludes to stuff he will later do um but yeah following um to give you guys a quick synopsis 
Uh, Bill, an idle, unemployed, aspiring writer, walks the crowded streets of London following randomly chosen strangers, a seemingly innocent entertainment that becomes dangerous when he crosses paths with a mysterious character. This came out in 1998. Uh, stars Jeremy Theobald, Alex Ha, Lucy Russell, John Nolan, who, is that Christopher Nolan's, like, brother or his dad? I would uh, assume it's his dad. His brother is, uh... Oh, his brother, like, helps write Westworld. on some of his stuff. He, he wrote Westworld. Uh, Jonathan Nolan. Oh, wait, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Dick Bra- Bradzell, uh, yeah, among others, um, has a 3.5 overall in Letterboxd. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what it has on IMDb. It's a short watch. I would highly recommend it. Um, 7.5 yeah, it's, on... It's like six uh, nine minutes. Nice. That nice. Uh, 7.5 on IMDb. Um, yeah, solid flick. I really enjoyed it. It's a Criterion. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, apparently, when I put it on yesterday, because uh, I couldn't find it anywhere, I was watching it on a site, and the Criterion thing popped up, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just get into it. So this is, this is Nolan's first film. Um, this was, you said this was like kind of made with just like him and his buddies. It's, it's made while he was in school. Yeah. Uh, like just like his first film, you can obviously tell it's a student film. I think you really get that from the use of black and white, like wanting to be different and yeah. wanting to set yourself apart. But honestly, I think I, I'm a huge fan. There's a lot of people who kind of hate or, they don't hate on it, but they distance it. Like black and be a film being in black and white kind of make makes them take a step back and not enjoy it as much. But I love black and white films because it forces the director to focus more on lighting and angles of shots than yeah. anything. Yeah, and it's like with the lighting, like you want your blacks black, your white white gray gray, like. Hmm. It definitely makes, I find, makes the pictures pop more, too. Like, when you get a great shot in black and white, it's crazy. Like, just even the first thing that just came to mind was uh, in the Dune 2 trailer when it's, like, fade in the arena in black and white. It just looks insane. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I've avoided all trailers. I, I... I to die to go on to a little tangent. I've done this thing recently because trailers I feel like have turned into this thing where they want to show you the entire plot of the movie. Um, I watched the trailer for Long Legs, and I'll usually watch like the first teaser for a movie and then not watch anything else. Long Legs has the perfect trailer because yeah. you don't know what the fuck it's about or anything that's happening, but you know the vibes of the movie and you know you want to go see it. That's a good trailer. Um, yeah, and I feel like we just got to a point where they're giving us the entire plot in a trailer. Uh, so I've kind of I'm trying to avoid trailers as much as I can. Um, I used to watch trailers, and then when the pandemic happened, and I couldn't go to the theater, and I yeah. just stopped. I wasn't force fed trailers every week, so then I was like, Yeah, I always Shang-Chi. just I I just intentionally show up late. Mm. I mean, I do so that I now because like 24 i had 24 minutes of trailers and commercials before napoleon yeah and if you go to the movies like as much as we do like once a week twice a week you, you're gonna see the same trailers over and over and yeah. over again it's exhausting uh but to get back into it the following 
or I don't know why I keep saying the following. It's just following. Dude, I can um, say that too. Uh, I enjoyed this a lot. I know you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I think did. I'm going to raise my rating. I think I'm going to raise my rating. That was a bit too hard. I though. thought this was a super solid directorial debut. It's obviously not one of the best. Uh, the best goes to Dan Gilroy for uh, Nightcrawler. Uh, that directorial debut goes fucking crazy. Um, that movie's so damn good. Um, but, I mean, I thought it was really solid. We see a lot of stuff that will eventually, like, be trademark Nolan aspects yeah. of movies. We The score of this movie, I it was obviously, like, very, like, poor. Like, it wasn't poorly done, but it was just low budget. Um, but you can still tell, like, the... Yeah. Like, that was probably the biggest thing. That I was like, oh yeah, this is a Nolan movie, um, because like that's one of his biggest things is like sh- big scale shots of like a mountain or a skyscraper, and then Hans Zimmer comes in and is just like, boom, boom, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it's it's a really I dev- I just raised my rating. Um, what would you? What's it at now? I'm interested it's like see. a really low three to a high two. I I have it at a three, but okay, it's like the w. lower three. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really cool movie. I mean, this just to start off, the first scene of this movie grabs you like crazy. We've got a mysterious oh, yeah. man doing a voiceover. He's just following people around. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, yeah, it's super eerie. This movie is really eerie. Mm-hmm. It's also, uh, like. Tra- trademark overcomplicated Nolan plot twists near the end. Um, yeah, like the main character's life is a lie, and they they've yeah. been tricked, and it's like yeah. twist, twist, twist. But Nolan, I think, is the master of the twist. Yeah, because and we'll get into this when we get to Memento. Uh, because not only did this one get me. Because also with Nolan's twist, I never see them coming. There are like on first watches of all of his movies, it's always like, oh shit. Uh, you know, he's like so good at like hiding it. Yeah. And in Memento, I even that yesterday was my second watch of Memento, and I knew what was coming, and it still blew my mind on how yeah. it's delivered. He's just so he's so good at at just like Flipping your expectations. It's so impressive. Um, and I think he really does that here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's... You got you got a great score. You got a great twist. Um, you, there's some really cool shots um, in this as well. I think plot-wise uh, and, like, character development-wise, there's it's lacking a little in that department. But again, we only—it's less than seventy minutes, so you don't don't really get to spend that much time with these characters and really get to know them and enjoy them, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was solid. I thought it was a fun watch. Uh, I know other people have it at like a star, star and a half, and I just I I gave it yeah. four stars. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, what about yeah, three stars? You enjoyed it, Evan? Yeah, I. It, it actually has grown a lot on me since I watched it. Um, it's hard to watch it without comparing it to other Nolan movies, so yeah. I'll, I'll try. Yes. But 
it's a very intriguing plot. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like, the characters are very weird and entertaining. Like, Cobb is just a fucking weird dude. Um, yeah. Everyone's weird in this movie. Yeah. The acting's really cool. Like, the first scene when uh, Bill, like, walks into the restaurant where Cobb is and Cobb goes straight up to him. Like, that's such a great interaction. And yeah, it's like, do you want to look inside my bag? And But, like one thing with nolan is that he locks you in so hard to his movies that you don't try to figure out the plot twists no like a lot of people will go into a movie and they'll be like okay i'm gonna try and figure out what happens but then nolan is just so good at keeping your attention yeah on what is happening in that moment yeah that you just don't care to think about it you're just there for the ride Mm -hmm. and it always works um yeah um, so you are a film analyzer. You're a film enjoyer in the year 1998 when this is released. You go to the th- you go to your local like indie theater. This is playing, and you yeah. leave. What are your thoughts about this? About Christopher Nolan as a director? Yeah, I think number one, this movie is really well shot. It's all shot on handheld. Um, yeah, it looks it looks good. Um, I think the premise is super intriguing. Like he definitely had a good script, well, not script, but just like idea, like plot yeah. that he cooked up. It's dudes breaking into houses and then selling them. Like it's, it's cool. And you have some interesting characters that are kind of just looking for thrills in their life. Like Cobb is literally just there. He's like, this, he's like, this stuff's not worth anything. And he's like, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the rush. Yeah. Um, yeah, it hooks you in with some interesting characters that you're... I think he sets the seed for... Because this movie's so short, you might just think, oh, it's a like short film. Um, you're not anticipating some huge plot twist. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's got some like pretty crazy scenes, like with the hammer, the bald dude, <laughs> breaking hands. Yeah, dude. It's effective. It's an effective movie, I think. Yeah. Um... I think the ending is a bit convoluted i think that it's entertaining like the final scene when bill's in the police station yeah and, and he's it all slowly kind of under- realizing that yeah cob was just setting him up the entire time yeah the way it unravels is super satisfying like it's yeah. not a happy ending but it's like really entertaining to watch yeah uh yeah um yeah i mean i think i'd walk out thinking that, wow, this Chris Nolan guy, I think he shows a lot of promise. I think there's a lot of parts that I liked about this. I think there's some parts that I didn't like, but I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, following, you can stream it on Tubi, the goaded streaming service. Um, It's great. Um, Yeah, let's get into the next one. Uh, Yeah, so now, Chris Nolan has come out with following. Um... Obviously, it did decently well because of the not only the budget, but the cast he was able to secure uh, for his next film coming out two years later, Memento, um, starring Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, which might I say Carrie Ann Moss was like massive at this point yeah, this because was, this was hot off the matrix yeah her and uh joe Pan- panto liano or joey pants as i like to call him um they were both hot off the matrix one of the most popular movies of the 90s just a massive hit um so they could not have been cheap 
to hire for this movie. And they both play big roles in this film. Yeah. Um, he also secured Guy Pierce, who had had L.A. Confidential in 1997. Um, another huge hit. Uh, so it's a stacked cast um, at this point for like 2000. Like people like these are household names that people know. Um, he also got the goat himself, Stephen Tobolowski. Love Stephen Tobolowski. <laughs> um, just had to shout him out. I love him. Ned? Ned Ryerson? He's in uh, Groundhog's Day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was obviously able to secure a bigger budget, secure a bigger cast, a more experienced, and... Uh, a better cast uh, than his re most recent film. Um, so, and I, it seems like he was given a lot of creative freedom here because there's so much of him in this movie. Um, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, it, and if you haven't, if you don't know the synopsis or you haven't seen this, you're missing out. Um, Memento released in 2000. Uh, the tagline was, Some memories are best forgotten. Leonard Shelby is tracking down the man who raped and murdered his wife. The difficulty of locating his wife's killer, however, is compounded by the fact that he suffers from a rare, untreatable form of short-term memory loss. Although he can recall details of his life before his accident, Leonard cannot remember what happened 15 minutes ago, where he's going, or why. Um, crazy, crazy, like, plot. Crazy yeah. idea. Um... But it's exe uh, uh, it's executed perfectly. Yeah. Also, P.S. This movie's told backwards. Fucking insane. Well, it's told backwards and, and forwards, forwards at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I want to get into, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think this is Nolan's most well-written film. Holy cow! I hat hair. I'm putting this back on. Um, I think this is his most well-written film. There is no other movie that I've seen that tells a story that in the in this most complicated way in the he does it so perfectly it is executed so perfectly yeah. <clears throat> there's not a moment where you're like wait what's happening like he just starts it and you're like oh okay and he uses the black and white and the color to distinguish what's the past and what's mm -hmm. the future and then the, how they're meeting in the middle um god dude it's so perfect yeah memento i saw when i was really young i was probably 14 and I yeah. heard about oh, guy that made the Batman, the uh, like the Dark Knight. He's uh, he made this this movie, and it's forwards and backwards. My brother was telling me about it, and I was like, holy shit! And I was laying in bed watching this on my phone, and I yeah. was there just in fucking awe of how crazy this movie is. It's so it's... entertaining, and the pacing is nuts. This movie races by. Yeah. Big it time. opens with an insane shot too. Like it opens with John G just getting a fucking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The reverse well, headshot, I, I, and then, and or with the, it's not that; it's the photograph, right? He's shaking it out. Mm -hmm. Dude, yeah. that shot is so. And then cool. you realize that it's going in reverse because yeah, the fading. photograph is like fading. Right. Oh, oh dude, God, it's so dude. good. Yeah. Um. Just, just the, yeah, the writing, um, the twist. Where you realize, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but we are definitely talking about the twist because how can you not? Mm -hmm. um, where you realize that Teddy or John G uh, had had been 
had basically turned uh, Leonard into a serial killer without Leonard knowing it. Um, just a fucking insane reveal yeah. that yeah. on first watch, there is no way you will ever see coming. It's unbelievable the way it's done. Um, and, um, I mean, there's so many reveals in this movie. Like, you think, like, Carrie Ann Moss's character, Natalie, you think she's on Leonard's side, but then there's that scene where she, like, is, like, yelling at him and insulting his wife, and then he beats her up, and then she goes and sits in the car to wait for his memory to reset, and then she comes back in and completely plays him. Oh, it's so good. It's crazy. It's, it's so good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and I don't know. It's just, there's something about this movie that just, it, it like scratches an itch in the back of my brain. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I think the cinematography here is excellent. Um, we get two different scores. We get the score that's playing when he's on the phone in his hotel room. And we get the score that's playing when it's in colored and we're figuring out what he's been doing. Um, both are excellent. Um, I don't know. What are some of the, like, what, what were thoughts you had coming to mind, especially on this watch, Evan? Yeah, this is like my fourth time seeing this movie. I've seen it a few times and showed it to some people. Everyone that I've shown it to loves it. I think that this is like a, even though it's a confusing movie at points, it's very digestible. Um, yeah. The first thing that stood out to me is just like how fucking good Guy Pierce is in this movie. Like yes. the <laughs> um, visually, it's awesome. Like it's got that film grainy feel. Um, I still will always think that Leonard has the coolest fucking tattoos. That's why my tattoos look like this. Is because I wanted to look like him. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah, um, it looks yeah it, it's it's just such an intriguing movie and every time you're like excited it's like you're saying like every time you watch this movie it's just what's gonna happen even though you've seen it before it's like you've got the fucking memory loss you just forget it's such an immersive movie like the story is so uh captivating and the characters are all really interesting yeah and this condition it makes for such a cool interaction every time he talks to somebody because it's so unique. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the dialogue is very unique in itself. Like Leonard's such a complicated character. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, shout out Thomas Lennon, who I just realized was in this. He yeah. has like a tiny role. Uh, yeah. One of the funniest <laughs> people on the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, love Thomas Lennon. He's an absolute joy and delight anytime I see him in a movie. He he goes into that uh, uh, randomly showing up in a movie category, like your Michael yeah. Shannons and your Boyd Holbrooks. Uh, I think Thomas Lennon belongs in that ca- category. But yeah, uh, uh, Guy Pierce here is just unbelievable. He's so good. Um, I mean... Everything about this movie is perfect. Yeah, and like, you think you know where it's going, but this twist and the ending is just fucking nuts. You, yeah. <laughs> Nolan cooked so hard in this movie that I honestly, until like 
20 minutes ago thought Insomnia came out before this movie. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no way that Nolan went from following to this level of peak. Yeah, it's the unbelievable. Alert, Insomnia I mean, is not as good as this movie. <laughs> no, nowhere close. I think that this is... I'm trying to think of Nolan movies. I, I definitely... Oppenheimer is my number one. This might be close this might be like my two or three honestly it's just so perfect it's so the script it feels so tight like everything has a purpose it's unintentionally funny like the scene where the first time we get that uh chasing scene with him and dodd where he's like oh i'm chasing him and then he chases after him and then dodd starts coming towards him (laughs) he's like oh no he's chasing me i laugh so hard every single time um yeah uh so you are the same film analyzer you're the same film enjoyer evan in the year 2000 you remember this christopher nolan guy uh from a indie film you saw two years ago in 1998 uh called following and then you see this you walk out of the theater what are your thoughts on him as a director (laughs) holy shit this guy was cooking for two years straight like i'm curious how long it took him to write this movie? Well, if only like, we had uh, yeah. a device that we could look up literally <laughs> anything. Yeah. Um, I would think, wow. Like, just genuinely, wow. This is such an inventive film, and it there's not a lot like it. Um, it plays yeah. with some cool themes and some really interesting storytelling devices. Mm-hmm. Considering it's going backwards, but also forwards, and then like the black and white scenes, kind of giving some Sammy Jenkins background. Like it's, and there's just so many layers to this film, and so many mysteries to uncover. I would think, wow, this is a complex film, and I'm kind of surprised that this is his first real movie. Just, yeah. I would just be so impressed and like excited for the next one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, based on a short story by his brother Jonathan, Memento Mori oh, published in March of 2001 issue of Esquire. Oh, so it was published after this movie came out. Uh, Nolan wrote Memento as a film that could be shot on a low budget, and in fact, principal for co- photography was completed in 25 days. The script made quite an impression while circulating in Hollywood, but Nolan never intended it as a writing sample, as he told interview Deborah Eckerlein in Script Magazine. A lot of people in town were very interested in the script, but were afraid to make it. So I was intended as something I absolutely had to make, but it's not saying anything here about how long it took him. Um, There's a lot here about comparing it to Usual Suspects. Which mm. I totally see that. Yeah. Um, you more like usual peak. Uh, True. Another God, peak plot twist. Dude, Benicio del Toro Throwing. in that movie is so funny. Oh my God. It's so um, fucking funny. Give me, give me the fucking keys, you, you cocksucker. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, give me the motherfucking keys, you motherfucking cocksucker. God, dude, that movie's so funny. We're probably going to talk about that at some point. It's got to be on the list. Yeah, uh, uh, and it'll flip you. It'll flip you good. Um, no, Memento, it's... I I would have walked out and been so fucking excited to see what Nolan was going to do next. It's, this movie yeah. is genuinely so... It's... 
I don't want to give it a hundred out of a hundred. That's a very exclusive club for me. But it's probably like a ninety-eight or a ninety-nine out of a hundred. Yeah, it's really it, close. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, um, yeah, so good. Nolan just cooked here. Um, yeah, I love so, this movie. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's high on my Nolan ranking, but also my Nolan ranking is slightly based off t- like there's just a tenet bias of how much yeah. fun that movie is for me. So I think this is number six. Okay. Yeah. Um, It might change on this rewatch. Yeah. So Christopher Nolan released this movie in the year 2000. Um, Then in 2002, we get yet another film from him in the way of a interesting crime thriller. Um that feels very not Nolivan, or why did I just say Nolivan? <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, it's because I'm reading the name Martin Donovan. Um, that feels very not Nolan. We get this release in 2002. We get Insomnia. Two Los Angeles homicide detectives are dispatched to a northern town where the sun doesn't set to investigate the methodical murder of a local teen. Um, starring Al Pacino, who is excellent. Um, Robin Williams, who is also excellent. Hilary Swank, so who is excellent and gorgeous. And Martin Donovan, um, who is also excellent. Um, yeah, it, this is definitely an interesting one. Um, I think that this is a step down um, from Memento, obviously. Yeah. But I still think it's super solid. Um, you want to give us your opening thoughts? Yeah. Also, <clears throat> this is a remake of a 1997 Norwegian thriller. Yeah. Oh, of course it's with Stellan Sarsgaard. That's going on yes. the watch list. Yeah. Um, um. I liked it. Uh, it was. I thought the the beginning was pretty slow. Um. Mm-hmm. And then once Robin Williams comes in, which it takes fucking forever for him to show up, sixty one minutes. I saw in the video before he pops up. Um, yeah. It picked up like crazy. I was so invested. I actually didn't know anything about this movie going into it. I thought that Robin Williams was the other cop. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was the bad guy. Um, their yeah. dynamic was awesome. It's like this crazy, not cat and mouse, but like the way they're working together but also still trying to have an edge up just so they can't or so they can fuck each other over if they need. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, I think the premise is really interesting. Like spoilers, Al Pacino drops his partner in the first like 20 minutes of this movie. Feels bad. Mm-hmm. Bad aim. Pretty. Uh, yeah. It kind of made me laugh. I'm not going to lie that he kills his partner because his aim's bad. Um yeah. Yeah. So I think the premise is really great. I think it's good up until the last like five minutes. I really don't love the ending of this movie. Me and Trey were talking about it last night. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about it more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a really strong movie. It's Nolan didn't write this movie. So I think it lacks that. And it mm-hmm. could have been a lot better if he did. Yeah. Um, so the casting of this movie. Obviously, we see Robin Williams doing something 
Um, we do right. We see Robin Williams doing something that we've never seen him do, which is play the bad guy. Yeah, and, uh, and actually something interesting. So the original director that was set to direct this movie was Jonathan Demme, who did Silence of the Lambs, and he was considering Harrison Ford Ooh. for the role of Will Dormer, like Al Pacino's character, um, which, honestly, I would have loved to see, but I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. Uh, but there is an interesting quote on Nolan about Robin Williams' acting that I always like reading because I... I find it interesting when people talk about Robin Williams um, I, because he's just like the most wholesome human. Um, he says, what I thought of Robin was, well, he is an extraordinary guy to work with and he really gave what I consider to be a flawless performance. I wound up watching the film hundreds of times as we cut it and I never hit that point where the performance where you start to see the acting. Most performances at a point, bits start to peel off in a way, but with Robin's... He was very much in that character. Not that he's a very dark person to work with. He's very lively and friendly and amusing to work with. He really found something within himself. I think it's a very underrated bit of work on his part. Which I I, I could not agree more. I think Williams is just as outstanding in this. He's my favorite part of this movie. He's so good. It, yeah, he he's got this like devilish smile in all the scenes and he is so good at fucking with al pacino like yeah he gets into his mind so much and he's like you need to sleep you're going on day five you're going on day six it's like just playing mind games with this guy and the interrogation scene is so good because they do that like rehearsal of it beforehand and yeah. like okay al pacino's like say this and this will be suspicious and this won't and then al pacino is standing there watching Robin Williams just fucking blow smoke out his ass. And like, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I also think Pacino was excellent in this. I really enjoy him in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously not his best, but, um, I feel like anytime I see Pacino in a movie, he's good. Um, yeah. Like he's Sometimes. always, it's always nice to see him. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, so that that's really enjoyable. Um, I think we get some thrill, pretty pretty solid, like thrilling sequences. Um, yeah, the fox the, scene looks amazing. The what scene? Like the chase at the beginning. Oh, in the, the, in the fog, dude! Yeah. Crazy. Looks so good. Yeah. Um, Visually, also, this movie is really great. Yeah. The also another thing I wanted to talk about uh, the shot in the beginning where we get Nolan's panning shot over the plane as it's flying Dude. over the mountains. That's oh the first God. time we see like signature Nolan yeah. cinematography in his it filmography. Looked, that shot of like the ice mountains looks straight out of Interstellar. Yeah, he that shot is like that is Nolan. Put a dope Hans yeah. Zimmer score behind that, you have a Chris Nolan shot. Yeah, um, even though this movie wasn't written, I know he had final like say of the screenplay, but he didn't directly write it. Um, mm -hmm. It still feels like a Nolan movie, just a little bit less. Yeah, but he still put his flair on it, his touch. Like, yeah. yeah, and I think that's what's so interesting about doing director's deep dives is you get to find not only the big obvious things, but the little things that make a director a that make their movie stand out from other directors. Um, and yeah, it's just, 
that shot is so beautiful, especially mm. as it goes over the trees. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. Um, so I want to talk about the ending because you said you don't like yeah. the ending. At the end of this film, spoilers, skip ahead if you don't want to hear. Um, uh, they have uh, Kay, I think that's the character's name, the girl who's killed. Uh, yes. They, they have her boyfriend arrested, Robin Williams and Al Pacino kind of, uh, kind of like orchestrated it that way. So Robin Williams wouldn't tell the cops that Al Pacino killed Hap, um, even though it was on accident. Um, and or was it? <laughs> who knows? Um, and at the the end of the movie, we get uh, Robin Williams. Let's pa- or Pacino. Let's Robin Williams go free, and then he basically decides that no, like he talks to the lady that works at the hotel, and he's like, no, this guy can't go free. Yeah, and so he goes to his house. Um, after he re- realizes Hillary Swank's character, I think her name's Ellie, went to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the, this ending. It really brings up like the idea of the ends justifying the means, um, like especially when Pacino talks about when Will Dormer he talks about the guy he uh, he had killed, um, right? That's what he says. I can't totally yeah. remember. He says he killed the guy that got off from uh, he like tortured and raped that yeah, young kid. boy. Yeah. And then, uh, which that scene, Pacino is so good. Yeah. Because you, he's scene. like six days of no sleep. So he had just has this glazed over look in his eyes, but he's telling like one of the heaviest and most terrifying stories. And he talks about how this guy, there wasn't sufficient evidence to lock him up. So Pacino plants some of the boy's blood on some of his clothes. Yeah. Uh, and he goes to prison for the rest of his life. And that's why internal affairs was after him. Um, so, and that's really what this ending comes down to is the, does the end justify the means? Um, yeah. And is that, is that the pro like what, why, why don't let, let me ask you this first. Why don't you like the ending? I think spoiler alert, both of them die. Mm hmm. Um, I think that the movie, especially, I mean, with Robin Williams dying so quick, like he just gets fucking dropped and that's it. Yeah. This shootout is really short too. (laughs) Yeah. The confrontation of the docks is like very quick. Um, I just find that it, it feels a bit rushed. You don't have a lot to chew on with these characters. I think one of the better scenes in the movie is when they're in like the cabin and uh Robin Williams is talking about killing Kay. He's like, I didn't mean to. He's like, Oh, I pushed her around because I thought she'd like it because Robbie or whatever the boyfriend's name was that was a douchebag mm-hmm. uh was doing that. And and then I kept going because I got scared. I was the scared most scared I've ever been or something like that. And Al Pacino's like he has this huge breakout scene where he's like ten minutes you, it took you 10 minutes to beat her to death. Like, I wanted more development in this area because as Al Pacino's death, 
I just was I didn't care as much as I wanted to. This movie really jumps into it like right away. There's no like setup really. It goes straight into all right, we're here for a murder and Al Pacino's backstory is revealed like 15 20 minutes before the movie ends like yeah. I would have liked that reveal maybe a little earlier. Mhm. So I could stew with Al Pacino's character and I just found that yeah. There wasn't enough character development between the two of them for the yeah. deaths to feel like insanely meaningful. I do yeah. I love that scene though with when uh Al or Robin Williams like it took you one second to kill her and he's like, It took you ten minutes and it's just this huge fight and you just see opportunity to get so emotional, like it's a really yeah. powerful like powerful scene, yeah. I just found the deaths were a bit rushed, yeah. And I thought it was kind of goofy how as Al Pacino's dying, he's like, let me sleep. Yeah. That was what do you think silly. about the ending? I love it. Um, I think it was, I think it did both of those characters justice. I think, um, well, this was, this wasn't your first time watching this, right? No, it wasn't. So this is my first time. So maybe, maybe watching it again, knowing his backstory, I'll like it more. Mm-hmm. I might watch this again and report back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the ending a lot. I definitely think that there are parts of this movie that could use some work. Um, but I still think it's really solid. I think if I would have walked out of the theater in 2002, I'd have been like, okay, Memento is a fluke. This guy makes pretty good movies. Yeah. Memento somehow was like one of the greatest I've ever seen. Um, so I'd be kind like halfway out on Nolan. Yeah, for sure. I'm right there with Um, you. But then, well, we won't be doing that for two weeks. We're doing the Prestige and... That's next week. Ugh, fucking peak. Prestige and what's the other one we're doing? Tenet. Tenet, same time. Um, Yeah, so that's uh, part one of our Nolan watch through. Uh, Let us know what's your... I mean, my ranking so far, Memento, Insomnia, following... Um, yeah um let us know what your favorite of those three are um, you have insomnia at a four right they're both a four yeah. mm-hmm. to, or insomnia and following yeah nice. um but like if i'm coming down to it if i'm gonna sit down for a movie i'd rather watch insomnia um yeah, yeah. let us know what your favorite of those four is um, join us on yeah. two, next Friday. We will be reviewing the prestige and tenant, um, on Tuesday, we're going to be doing hotel Rwanda, which I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I'll do it on Monday. Um, and then the Tuesday after that, what are we doing? After hotel Rwanda, Oh, the passion of Jonah, the Ark. I've heard it's so boring. Oof, silent film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So join us for those. Um, like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Comment down below. Any interaction with us at all we love uh, because we are lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we want, your, we want your attention. Um, you know what's crazy? What? This, that Insomnia and One Hour Photo came out in the same year. So Robin Williams is just on a fucking villain arc. Yeah. 
God, I love Robin Williams. Ugh. Gone too early. R.I.P. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get into what we've been watching recently? How many, I would love to. How many dialogues do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. And the last one I talked about One of them is a short film. A quiet Place. I have... Eleven, okay. I'll do two, and then you do one, and it should work. Yeah, out. sound good. I mean, yeah, you could go because, uh, like, three of those are memento following, and so I only have a few to talk about. Oh yeah, three of those are mine too. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just, yeah, go. What All did right. you watch? Well, first? I'll do two first. Um, rewatched one of my favorite short films, um, Peter and the Wolf. It won Best Animated Short in 2006 or seven. This I can't remember. This poster is crazy. Yeah, I grew up watching this. What's the default one? I changed mine. Um, I grew up... Oh, yeah. I grew up watching this. We had this on DVD. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Hell yeah. It is a animated retelling set to Prokofiev's suite, so it's very it's it's there's no language spoken it's just like the score and visual that's cool uh i love it i think it's awesome um i think it's really well animated and i think it's really sweet um countries that were involved in the project mexico norway poland switzerland and the uk just a very hodgepodge group of countries uh yeah i I love this one um would highly recommend it's streaming on prime right now um one best animated short at the 2007 oscars uh this is one of my favorite as a kid uh it's a nice 30 minutes so it's a nice little log um yeah very good and then after that i followed it up with buried with ryan reynolds i was expecting great things from this single location (laughs) thriller great things i did not get um you got okay things i got okay things it, yeah it was fine um it do was you hate sad. the ending of this movie what do you hate the ending of this movie yeah it's like what the fuck i fucking hate the ending dude. god it's so dumb oh, like yeah. da he's actually gonna get out no he's not it's mike white's coffin <laughs> um it's yeah it's really dumb um it's I mean, there's some cool moments. The, the scene with the snake made my toes curl. Mm. Uh, if I was in that situation, I would have shit my pants. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, but, it's not really worth your time, but yeah. like, you could pull up some scenes on YouTube. And get watch, the basic gist of it. Watch the ending. <laughs> yeah, where he just dies. Yeah. Um, no, spoilers. spoilers. Uh, who gives a yeah, shit? Whatever. Uh, if you're just looking for an okay 94-minute thriller, I mean, check it out. If you like Ryan Reynolds, you'll probably like it because most people who like Ryan Reynolds have, like, every single movie of his at five stars. So, yeah. I'm just not the biggest fan, I guess. Um, do you like Ryan Reynolds, Evan? Yes. Okay. I just uh, I don't. Have I, you seen I, the proposal? Yeah. Delightful I, movie. I've I the first time I found out about him in his movies, I found the first few like really funny, and then I realized he just does the same thing and the same jokes in every movie. So yeah, but I like, like it. Oh. I think it's 
Um, There's certain actors that do that, and I like it, like Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson is the same character in everything, and I love it. I'm here for it. Ryan Reynolds, I'm just not. Yeah. Um, Like, hot take, I like Free Guy. That's not a hot take. I do like Free Guy. Oh, really? I think it's awesome. As a, film, a lot that of people are... fucking hate it in the real talk discord they like yeah, the... this is like half star territory for them oh no because do you know why because they have sticks up their butts they hate uh, it because they ninjas in it <laughs> they they just can't enjoy dumb fun movies yeah um but do you want to go ahead give us give us a couple yeah uh let me i watched uh following an insomnia uh w w and then I watched last night. I watched uh, another round with Cash and Allen. Shout out the Film Scoop and shout out Festival of Films. Both uh, W podcasts. I'll yeah, link when, both below today. When we um, when we watched these watch parties, we usually keep our mics muted. The mics were not muted for this movie. We were yapping. I know because I came in after yeah. the movie and that is the hardest I've laughed in a long yeah. time. Yeah. That was it, it was a really fun watch party. This was a very interesting movie to rewatch. Uh yeah. Uh given some family history that kind of changed my perspective on this movie. Um yeah. It was it's peak. It's just a fucking amazing movie. It's so thought provoking. It's brilliantly acted brilliantly directed scores mm-hmm. peak soundtracks peak what a life peak yeah yeah i love it it's so fucking good w you want to give us another one yeah during uh the moment this finished alan informed me that capybara walking was put back on letterbox so watch that real quick yes <laughs> absolute peak uh dude uh quick spoilers for you've seen another round right no Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll keep this like there's a, somebody that dies during this movie, and uh, we were having a little yap sesh during this scene because it's not like an on-screen death, and they're at a funeral, and Cash, who has seen the movie before, goes, "Did that guy die?" Or like, "Yeah." <laughs> also, you've seen this fucking movie before. <laughs> it was so funny, uh, dude. Yeah, I love was... Cash. Cat, shout out, shout out the film scoop. We will be having Cash on for our three-hour Dark Knight trilogy episode. It's going to be a fucking blast. There's going to yeah. be a lot of laughs. It will not be mom approved, um, but it will be uh, the homies approved. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Oh my god, I'm uh, so excited. Yeah. Why don't you follow it up with? Oh my god fucking peak uh yeah first one buried i watched uh after buried i watched the guns of navarone um from 1961 a gregory peck like war adventure movie so it's a war it's takes place during world war ii but it's not a true story and everything is like fake but uh like this was one of the big influences on inglorious bastards so okay. if you're a fan of Inglorious Bastards, I would definitely recommend checking this one out. I really enjoyed it. It's a good time. Some cool set pieces, uh, cool action scenes. Um, yeah, it's just it's a good time. Great score. Gregory Peck is in it. Um, really, really good. Um, and then I followed that up with Peak Shaft. Uh, so here's the thing. 
I I am gonna watch the original from the seventies. I didn't know that existed until after I watched this. I thought Dude. this was the original. Um, so but don't so don't worry. I will watch the original. What a blast this movie is! Yeah, holy cow! Is this Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright's best role? I think it's possible. As people, you... his accent in this movie is crazy. Oh God! And you got you Tony to watch... Collette. Ugh. You it, need to watch the it's remake. Just... Have you? It's what do you mean? The the other remake from like 2018 or whatever. Oh, uh, is it also good? Dude, it's it's so bad, but it's so fucking funny. There's a scene where because it's about Shaft's son, who's like a cop and he needs Shaft's help. Yeah. And there's a scene where he goes to Shaft's house because he's like Shaft's not really in his life at all, and he knocks on the door. And this prostitute opens the door, and she's got fucking uh, glitter all over her body, especially uh-huh. around her tits. And then fucking Sam Jackson walks out, and his whole face is covered in glitter. Oh That's my really god, funny. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, terrible yeah. movie, but really funny. If you like 70s like cop movies, check this out, man. It's a yeah. blast. Uh, great vibes. Jeffrey Wright is unbelievably funny in this movie um sam l jackson is great everybody's great in this one christian bale is a psychopath especially this is a year after american psycho came out um or no this came out the same year as american psycho so i'm sure people at this point were like okay so this guy's fucking crazy um yeah really good i enjoyed that um, you want to give us another one, Evan? Uh, yeah, I watched Memento, and then this Memento morning, Peak. yeah, this morning I watched a movie we will go far more in depth on soon. A Cure for Peak, Cure for Wellness, 2016. Gore Verbinski absolutely cooked this movie. So fucking weird and gross and beautiful, absolutely yeah. stunning. They just gave him the bag, and we're like. Do what you want, and he cooked up something sick. Yes, this was my like third or fourth time seeing it. I saw it in theaters. Oh, it's so good! I love it. Yeah, I'm in the minority on this one, but Trey is also with me. This this movie has like a three point five average. Yeah, and it's it's makes... peak. It's so good. Three point one uh, average. Damn, that's way too low. Yeah. Uh, after Shaft, I watched Following, obviously. Um, and then I watched uh, The Shooting, um, which is a Western, one of Jack Nicholson's first roles. Oh. Um, directed by Monty Hellman, um, who hasn't really done anything of like greatness, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Westerns are slowly becoming like my comfort movies. Um they're just nice and easy, and uh, I love I love westerns, man. I love it. Um, and then after that, I was kind of bored, so I thought I'm gonna check off. I'm gonna finally complete my watcher of all the Paranormal Activity movies, and I watched Paranormal Activity: Ghost Dimension. So I cannot I believe you gave this three and a half. 
What do you have this at? Like a one and a half, maybe? I saw this in oh, theaters. Man. I love the Paranormal Activity movies, and this movie yeah. is pretty bad. Okay. I need to watch so, it again, though. I also love the Paranormal Activity movies. This is not 87... Okay, I watched this on a certain website, and it was uh, an hour and 37 minutes on there. Right here, it's saying that it, it's an hour and 27 minutes. Ooh, director's um, cut, so I, Yeah, I might have watched like the director's cut. I loved it. Uh, I love the Paranormal Activity movies. So, there's a few here that are really, really terrible. Um, what? I don't... But the first four are like just bangers. Um, how? What did I get four? I can't... Oh, no. Actually, no. Four sucked. I four forgot is about that. very boring. It's yeah, really boring. I did not enjoy that one. Um, and then... But three... I think that's. I think three is the best one. Three is fucking peak. Oh my god, dude, so broke good. hooked for that yeah, movie. Yeah, three is amazing. And then there's the marked ones, which is my least favorite one. I hated that's that been movie. Really bad. That's oh, the, it's so terrible. That's also I think my least favorite one. Yeah, um, but that's a lot of people's favorites. That's weird. That's crazy. And then there's next of kin, which kind of a banger. It um, is a banger. It feels original for a paranormal activity movie. Yeah, it's really creepy. The the one that scared me the most was probably three, though. Three or yeah. two. Two two had the scene where fucking whatever her name is gets dragged from her room all the way down into the kitchen to the basement. Fucking terrified me the first time I saw it. Oh my yeah. god. Which one has the scene where the cap cabinets basically like they all open and just shoot That's out everything? Two. That's two. That's two. Oh yeah. man. The first time I watched that, I was like, ah, ah, two's awesome. Yeah. yeah, two's really good. The first three are just bangers. Um yeah. uh, but yeah. Um watched that. It was solid. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I liked the aspect of being able to like see the ghosts that added another level of scariness for me um, that I really enjoyed actually. Um, I thought whoever's in it, they cast like the most attractive people in these movies. <laughs> um, Olivia Taylor Dudley, um, who hasn't been in anything like crazy popular. Her most popular was The Dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, but she was in this. Holy cow. She is smoking. Um, so definitely made it really enjoyable. Um, yeah, I loved it. Some good scares, some good jump scares uh, that kind of got me. Uh, I did my classic where I watch horror movies. I lay in bed. I turn off all the lights. I put in my AirPods, put on noise canceling. And just watch it without moving. And holy cow, I creep myself out. Um, but enjoyable, nonetheless. All right, give us your next one, Evan. That's it. <laughs> keep going, I'm out. Oh, I keep going. Okay. Yeah, just, just keep rattling through. All right, give me a second and pull my diary back up. Uh, after I followed, or then I went to bed. And then I woke up. And I watched uh, Peter Weir Peak. Um, and you may be thinking to yourself, oh, Peter Weir Peak. He's probably talking about... The Truman Show. Uh, he's probably talking about Dead Poet Society. Uh, he's probably talking about the Mosquito Coast. I'm talking about none of those. I'm talking about Witness. Starring Harrison Ford, Kelly McGillis, and Danny Glover. Um, and... W. 
Uh, oh, what's his name? Um, where, what's his name? Mother. Joseph, Joseph Sommer, who plays Mixer, Mr. Ducksworth in uh, the Mighty Ducks movies, or in the first one, at least. Uh, this was a great film. Super feel-good uh, romance, but also has a crime thriller aspect to it. A sheltered Amish child is the sole witness of a brutal murder in a restroom at a Philadelphia train station, and he must be protected. The assignment falls to a taciturn detective who goes undercover in a Pennsylvania Dutch community. On the farm, he slowly assimilates despite his urban grit and forges a romantic bond with the child's beautiful mother. Banger. It was very good. I want to check this out. Yeah. I didn't know that. Had a great score, too. Hell yeah. Um, I didn't know that that's who made it. Um, Yeah. Peter Weir just knows how to make you feel good. Yeah. I still think The Truman Show is slightly overrated. Oh, a thousand. thousand I don't think it's like crazy overrated, but like, I think it's like a, I think it's like a four, four and a half. I have it out of four. Uh, Yeah. Uh, but Dead Do- Dead Poet Society is his masterpiece. That movie's a yeah. banger. I was asking some other people about this. Do you think Goodwill Hunting or Dead Poet Society is a better what Robin Williams performance? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what do you think? Do you think that Goodwill Hunting is also a better movie? Like, which do you like more? I haven't even logged Goodwill Hunting, so I haven't watched it in a few oh, years. Oh shit. So I don't want to answer that right now until I rewatch it. Um, but my gut is telling me I like Dead Poets Society more. Um, Fair. I think both I are valid answers. Yeah. Um, and then, well, obviously, double featured Memento and Insomnia. Um, what a crazy double feature, man. Made me question reality. Um, literally, I finished Insomnia and I was like, what is life, man? This is crazy shit. Uh, no one will do that to you. Uh, and then last night, I followed it up with Mr. Harrigan's phone. Not worth anybody's time. It's dumb. Couldn't decide what its theme wanted to be, whether it's uh, f- uh, getting over the grief of a loved one or uh, the anger and uh, hate you experience during grief or being addicted to your cell phone and the importance of reading books. Really couldn't decide what it wanted to do. Um, which made for a very boring and complicated movie. Uh, Donald Sutherland plays another curmudgeon old man. Mm. Um, what a surprise. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. J- Jaden Martell is fine, I guess. Uh, I don't know. He, I think he's, people like praise him. I think he's good in a few things, and I think he's really bad in some other things. Um, but... I think he's great in St. Vincent. Have you seen St. Vincent, Evan? No, Murray? that's with, the, with Bill Murray. No, I want to, though. I've heard it's really good. <sighs> it fucks, dude. Yeah. And it's like Jaden Martell when he was like 11. And it's Ooh. so good. Um, I love that movie. But yeah, that's my diary. Don't watch Mr. Harrigan's phone. It's not worth your time. I thought it was going to be. It's not. It's really... Uh, it's yet another Stephen King short story uh, where that just hasn't it didn't it, it wasn't done justice. He will never be done justice. I hope Mike Flanagan's Dark Tower rendition will change that uh, because that is one of the greatest pieces of fiction ever written. 
Uh, but it just, it just hasn't, he, except maybe like Shawshank Redemption, even the shining doesn't do the shining justice because Kubrick completely changes it. Uh, not saying that the shining is a bad movie. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, but it's nowhere near close to what the book is. Uh, I'm not saying the book is better. I think the movie is better, but again, he he didn't respect the source material. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's our podcast for today. Join us Friday. Nope, today's Friday. Join us Tuesday for our review of Hotel Rwanda, and then join us next Friday for our reviews of Tenant and the Prestige. I'm so and excited. And obviously, movie news and all that good stuff that we usually do. Uh, maybe some more music yap sesh. Um, yeah, really quick. We <laughs> Trey hates Fleetwood Mac, everybody. That's true. I no and no that's not true. I never said I Stevie hated. Nicks. Okay, yeah, you hate Stevie I, Nicks. I hate Stevie Nicks. I never said I hated Fleetwood Mac. I don't. I like. I think Fleetwood Mac. I don't think their music's very good, but I enjoy listening to some of them. You know. I can't believe you don't like Dreams. It's like how I feel about the Beatles. I think the Beatles are just a technically bad band, <laughs> but like I enjoy some of their songs. I have no stake in that. I don't listen to the Beatles. Yeah, they're 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 kid they're the kids' bop of the '60s. They took Black American music and dumbed it down for white people and made it their own. Um, so did everybody else in the British invasion. Um, and so did yeah. Elvis. Fuck Elvis, dude. Yeah, that guy's fuck the Elvis. fucking worst. Never did anything original in his life. Um, and if you're an Elvis defender. Look into all of his hits. The only one that is not a cover from a black American musician is Can't Help Falling in Love. Literally everything else is a cover of a blues He's also artist. A Big time, dude. Elvis is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Elvis. Um Yeah. God, dude. Fucking Baz Lerman. Um Yeah, so join us for those episodes. Uh, if you want to find us on our socials, I'm Trey the Film Noob everywhere, and Evan is Evan0567 on Letterboxd. Uh, join us next week, please. Please keep listening. I'm going to glaze Tenet really hard. Yeah. Either. Share us with your friends who also like films or who may not like films and you want them to like films. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. We hope you guys have a good weekend. Watch a movie. Let us know what you think of said movie. Um, And we will see you next time.